Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To Ben Like Bamboo is to master change with flexibility. And on the show, I get to interview very special guests talking all about resilience um, and tips and tools on how they have had to master resilience in their life and their mind and their body. So today on the show, I have Tony Dingle. Welcome. Hey Amanda, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited about today's interview and having you on. It's my pleasure. Please let me introduce you properly. So everybody, Tony Tingle is the founder of That Gut Feeling and a health coach, helping our babies reach their full potential in life. Tony is obsessed with arming women with the tools that they need to dominate motherhood, both pre and post-pregnancy. By taking a holistic approach to gut health, Tony helps women to look after themselves first and foremost so that they're better equipped to do what they do best, which is look after everybody else. Through education, empowerment and support, Tony helps women to navigate all of the things that stop us from being the kick-ass version of ourselves that we know we can be. And along the way, she teaches you how to help your children reach their fullest potential also. So cool. I'm so glad we met, Tony. I think that what you do is amazing. Oh, likewise, Amanda. I, I think you're just so inspirational and I'm really, really glad to be here. Honoured to um, be chatting to you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And tell me, so how many years ago did you think up that gut feeling? Uh, actually, really not that long ago. Uh, I think it would have been just at the start of the year. So it's very, very new for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well done. Tell me a bit about your Thank background. You. What were you doing prior to that? Uh, prior to becoming a health coach, I was actually an accountant, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, I <laughs> very very different world that one uh so I was an accountant for close to 10 years and then I became a mum and I have wanted to be a mum for forever so once that kind of happened for me I decided that I uh I didn't want to work at the same time uh I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum and um then yeah a lot of uh, circumstances Circumstances and things changed in my life and my husband was working away in the mines he's seven on seven off and I really started to uh, reevaluate uh, priorities uh, my dad passed away and uh, yeah we sort of uh, it really started getting me questioning what's important in life and I yeah. wanted to get my baby's daddy home and so I started um, thinking about what I could do from home and my heart just wasn't in accounting anymore. And after dad passed away, I decided then and there that um, life's too short for doing anything other than what you're passionate about. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a wonderful realisation. Yeah, great, great. Oh yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two. I have a three and a half year old going on 18 and a 16 month old. And I thought I had my hands full with the first one. I thought the second one, surely maybe he'd be my tamer child, but no, he's going to be just as crazy. I think <laughs> awesome. definitely got my hands full. I can imagine <laughs> you would be such an amazing, loving mum. Oh, thank you. I try my best. I really do. So obviously gut health, um, important to you and you've noticed that makes a difference with um our health and particularly for our kids 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a big player in why I uh, started my business. I uh, Where did it start for me? So my young, oh, eldest, sorry, he developed eczema and um, I took him to the doctor and they gave me steroid cream and I put steroid cream on him and he reacted to the steroid cream. I went back and they're like, oh, here's some more steroid cream. And I was like, oh, I think that's enough of the steroid cream, thanks. And uh, so I decided to start going down the um, path of looking at alternative ways to support him. And uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in getting to the root cause of things. And um, yeah. yeah, started looking into gut health. And that's where my passion for that developed. It just took me four or so years to get to this point to decide to pursue it as a career. What change did you notice in your son? Uh, well, I ended up, I actually went to a naturopath and we got uh, a stool analysis done and worked out what was going on with him. Yeah. And uh, we got him onto a probiotic and changed his diet. And he actually ended up, uh, the, it was eczema on his face, started off as, um, and I think maybe on his arm as well at one stage. And yeah, that ended up clearing up not long after we started all of that, which was really great. Well done. That's awesome. That's so, that's really inspiring. I think that anything to do with the skin, like as a kinesiologist, like we look at, absolutely look at the gut health and, um, <clears throat> you know, how the, the digestion is functioning. Um, and when it's not, it, it tends to push out through the skin in different ways. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah. Well, let's talk, let's dive in. I want to, I want to ask you, what does resilience mean to you? Okay, so when I was thinking about what resilience, this is really random, what resilience <laughs> means to me. The first thing that I thought about was, um, so at my brother's, eldest brother's wedding, there was just my dad and myself left up on the dance floor at the end of the night. And they had that Chumbawamba song, uh, I get knocked down, but I get up again playing. Oh, I love it. And uh, yeah, dad and I having good old boogie to that and so there was nothing stellar about our dance moves at all but um that that's the first thing that came to mind and it ties in perfectly with uh, my own story of resilience as well so I thought I'd make mention of that yes. um but also coming from a uh you know growing up on a property a bit of a, a bush kid um I was always a tomboy so when I think of resilience I think back to our farmers as well and uh you know they're having to endure droughts and floods and uh, fires and all kinds mm. of things and it's just um, you know they're so dependent on the weather and you can't control the weather <laughs> unfortunately so you know I, I think of them and uh, you know they have a lot of tough challenges in life thrown at them and uh, they true. just seem to keep on getting back up again and, and keeping at it and moving forward so yeah that's that's what I think of when I think about resilience. I love it. I love it. And so true. The weather is out of our control and, you know, much, so many things in it's out of our control. So it's a great metaphor what farmers, you know, have to deal with in everyday life. Um, and adapting to change, I imagine, is how you guys had to be resilient. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, you can't you can't not be resilient in that industry because no. there's it just yeah and in life in general I suppose it's um not just farming I mean we've got the whole COVID thing going on at the moment you know and then that's applicable for everyone so uh, it really yeah. is important to have that resilience and yeah 
it's an illusion to think that we're really in control because there's so much that's out of our control. <clears throat> but if we get good at adapting to change and swimming downstream more, um, we might find that we're actually more in control than we think, you know, it's just not needing things to be a certain way, right? That's right. And, and how we're perceiving events as well. We have the choice to choose the choice to choose <laughs> yeah. um, how we are perceiving what's happening to us as well. Yeah. I love that. We have a choice to choose. I'm going to quote you. We have a choice to choose. I love it. <laughs> it doesn't, um, I'm not I keep sure writing, that it No, I love it. I keep writing golden nuggets as you talk. That's what I do. So I'm like anyone that hears scribbling, that's what I'm doing. We have a choice to choose. <laughs> Would you love to share something that you've been through that you've had to overcome in your life? Yeah, okay. Um, so... When I thought about, like, I've listened to a couple of the interviews that you've done and there's some amazing stories and people, and including yourself, have been through some really, really tough things. And I was thinking back and I thought, you know, I'm so, I felt so blessed that I have had such a, a great life and I haven't been dealt too many um, foul cards, I suppose. But when I really stopped to think about it, I was like, oh, yeah, there was that thing. And, oh, there was that thing as well. And, you, you know, there's a couple of things that crept in but I suppose I don't let those things define me and I don't dwell on them and um, yeah. I feel like I've they've happened I've dealt with them and, and moved on kind of thing but the thing that really has been the hardest for me out of everything was losing my dad hands yeah. down um and that's uh, uh it, that's still very new and it was him passing has a lot to do with where I am today and why I'm doing what I'm doing you know it's completely changed my life tipped it upside down and um yeah I was I was pregnant at the time it was a very mm. sudden death as well so it wasn't like we were expecting him to leave us um and uh, I mean I mean I know everyone loses someone but um yeah for me I'd never ever experienced grief really before like I said I'd I'd be been very lucky up until that point so uh, and being pregnant for me it wasn't just the passing of dad I had that whole concept of I'm growing someone inside of me and yeah. I know what a huge thing stress is as well and, and what it does to the body so I was just freaking out that I was going to harm my baby as well yeah. so yeah it was a pretty pretty crappy time it would have been it would have been really really hard and you know I haven't lost my mum I've lost my grandmother who was like a second mum to me and I that the grief was enormous and it took many 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 mm. many well months and years but you know the first stage I remember the first few months I cried all the time just randomly just releasing yeah. such intense sadness I can't even imagine what you're going through with your own dad you know mm. yeah absolutely and um like you said many 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 months and uh it's still obviously there yeah there. Uh, but I guess it comes back to the whole um what we were talking about before of how we what we what would I say choose to I've got the choice to choose choice <laughs> and to so choose. yeah I, I chose that. to um yeah <laughs> start looking at at the whole concept a little bit differently is yeah. um because I knew that I was not where I wanted to be and I decided that I would, um, I, I needed to change something because 
I couldn't see an end to what I was going through, if that makes yeah. sense. And how did you do that? How did, how did you look at, how did you prepare your mind and body to be able to elevate higher, to see things from a different perspective? Like what were your processes? Um, I think, you know, I just reflected on uh, how I normally dealt with hardships in my might have been breakups with boyfriends you know you'd, you'd have your heartbreak cry for a couple of days and then you go right well that's done now there's no point dwelling over it anymore what am yeah. I going to do to move forward and in those times I always focused on uh the things that I knew would bring me out of those funks which is for me exercise has always been a massive player and uh diet as well just focusing on nourishing myself and yeah Another thing that I was doing was I was kind of wallowing in my grief and that I would be listening to really sad music, you know, the songs that were played at his funeral. And of course, that was then making me, I was thinking of his death rather than focusing on his life. And so I started listening to songs like that Chumbawamba song that I mentioned about before and, um, you know, remembering the good times and and focusing on all of the things that he had in instilled in me and what he would want me to do and uh, I knew that he wouldn't want me sitting there crying day in day out and um yeah yeah so I guess I started to focus on on those things and pulling myself up instead of bringing myself back down all of the time and uh didn't obviously happen overnight but it was just that thought process change I knew that stress was not good for me you know you hear all of the stories about um, couples, older couples losing their partner and then the other one leaving not long after because they've been through so much stress and trauma and everything. Yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. And I was like, I don't want this to turn into, um, you know, affect my health in the long run. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I wanted to set yeah. a good example for my babies as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you yeah. did the best that you could and it sounds like you did a, an amazing job. You instead of focusing on what you didn't want, you started to focus on what you did want and you prepared you, you gave yourself the, you know a good environment to be able to go through change. You look exercise and nutrition is so important because we need that fuel to um, you know feed the biochemistry and the chemical changes to fire serotonin and dopamine so we can see things, you know, with a better mindset, better mood, happiness. Um, and, yeah, yeah I, I agree. We need to sort of stop and check out, you know, have checkpoints where we catch ourselves when we do fall back into focusing on what we don't want or, you know, like as in your case, the death rather than the life. But I also think it was really important that you listened to those sad songs when you did and you really fully grieved. I think like resilience yeah. where we have to go through the stuff and who we become on the other side of that is everything. Who, who yeah. you become when you go through that deep grief is also very important because um, maybe the polarity of that those dark moments bring on sunshine afterwards. Otherwise, you'd just be suppressing the grief if you didn't fully experience it. Yeah, definitely. And I love what you say about um, coming out the other side. Uh, I remember a girlfriend at the time, uh, she had actually lost her mum, so she probably knew what she was talking about, but I didn't think it at the time. She said to me that everything happens for a reason. Uh, uh, short of just wanting to, you know, give her a little bit of a headbutt, yeah. uh, I remember <laughs> thinking what good could possibly come out of this? But 
it, it has, like I said before, it's absolutely changed my life and um, in a good way, you know, obviously wanting back and, you know, all the rest of it, but there has been good that's come from his. So other than losing. obviously birthing the, your beautiful business, that gut feeling, what else, what, what, what could came from it? Uh, I suppose it's just um, I've reflected on, on what impact dad has had on my life and so that now makes me want to be a better mum. So I'm always looking for ways to grow in that department and give my babies the best start to life and um, to make them resilient and just instill really good values and morals in them. And it's a work in progress. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the means, but, you know, that intention is there and I am always trying to move forward. So that's one thing. The other thing that I'm really grateful for is that it really sat me on my butt and made me look at life and put everything into perspective. You know, our time on earth is so short. It's so fleeting. And I want to make the most of it you know I really am now wanting to be present in the moment rather than worrying about the future or you know obviously it's important to set goals and like I said constantly moving forward and growing and all the rest of it but it's just as important to be present in the now and um, not focusing on things that are like out of control like we were saying before. I love it it's so important. What do you think it takes to be a resilient mum? Like what do you think as a mum we should do to be resilient in your eyes? Oh, so much, Amanda. Just, just it's, three um, main things, like the, like the most important things, like simple. Um, I guess it for me it starts with that making that decision. Yeah. You know, uh, the decision that you want to be better and do better yeah. and knowing that, I don't think there is a final destination for that. No. Um, and, yeah, uh, I think that's the first thing. Uh, a big thing for me and what I do is um, to be the best for our babies, it's really after ourselves. Yes. Uh, we've got to be taking the time out to exercise and um, do things that fill our own cup. Because if we're not, if we're stressed out of our brain, you're going to, we can't change our kids pulling at our legs and mum, 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 50 times a day. We can't change those things. And they are stressful. You know, I'm pretty sure that we're wired in the brain so that, you know, we're responding to their needs like that, you know, it's something that's happening uh, for a purpose up there. But again, it comes back to changing your perspective on, um, looking at at things how they are and um I love that it's so important yeah it's so true we can't change the business but we can absolutely change how we're perceiving the drama and the busyness of it all yeah yeah that's so true um so when when you're really time poor and you're a mum how do you fill your cup up like what are your tricks to make sure your your self-care happening Uh, okay, so a big thing I think is just being organised. 
um, prepping meals, having frozen meals. It could be as simple as that. Uh, another one which I'm constantly trying to do is uh, get up before the kids get up and take time to get your workout in or meditate or whatever it is that yeah. it is that fills your cup. And just because exercising is something that fills my cup, it doesn't mean that's necessarily something that's going to fill everyone's cup. It might be reading a book. It, it looks different for everyone, but uh, finding those moments within the day to do something that lights your fire. I love that. Light your fire. <laughs> um, what's your thing? Like your number one, is it food? Is it exercise? Exercise has always been my big thing. If I am exercising, yeah. everything else in my life falls into place. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I can without my, um, I have to move my body daily and, you know, maybe a couple of times the week I'll, I'll do my Pilates and yoga and more the interval stuff, but, um, and strength and endurance, but at least no matter what, every day I need to go for that walk with my dog or just move my body it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I think is really underestimated is, to take the time to sit down with the little ones, whether it's first thing in the morning or last thing at night and have a good old belly laugh, yeah. you know, tickle them until they're crying and roll around and just be silly, play. Like it's it's so good for them and it's so good for you and I, yes. I just don't think there's any downside to that. We forget and we're all, to be playful, uh, it, yes. Yeah, so that's a big thing. And we, we're so busy. It, it is technology at their fingertips and yeah. uh, all of that. And, yeah, we forget to slow down and really take in those special moments because I tell you, yeah, that, they're the memories that your kids are going to keep. They're the ones that they're going to look back on and go, Well, you oh, always no, remember, remember how someone makes you feel, don't you? Not necessarily what they say or what they look like. It's the memories and and how you make them feel that's so so important you know to be playful be silly not to take life too seriously yeah so big motto me, of mine yeah I love it I love it um so when you were going through you know your father's death and you know when it was really hard before you turned the corner what do you tell me about the lowest point that you went through when you felt okay so the lowest point for me was probably when when I've thought of death in the past, I've always believed that there was something more. I always believed if someone I was close to passed away, I'd be able to feel them around me. And when dad passed away, I did not feel anything. Yeah. And that broke me. That was really tough. Um, and that got me questioning, you know, why are we here? What's the purpose of Where life? Do we go? Like, Is there anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, so there's life and then there's death. And that was a really depressing place to be. It was just like, oh, well, it doesn't mean anything. Like, well, what's the point? And I went through that um, negative thought process. And um, yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a fun place to be. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so I guess that was probably my lowest point. And then what was your turning point where you really just went, okay, I'm just, because everyone I talk to on the Resilience Show, there's always like a moment of choice. Always. Everybody has yeah. their moment of choice when they know they're going to choose something different. What, what was that moment for you? Or maybe it was a gradual process. Yeah, for that, 
There wasn't anything specific that happened, but I do remember being in the kitchen one day having a, a big old cry and um, I, I just, you know, I was thinking to myself, I, I know how much of a toll that stress can take on the body. I mentioned that before and I was like, well, I need to start putting steps in place to get out of this. So, um yeah, I and uh, it's gonna sound so silly, but I um, started one of the things that I started doing was uh, I got onto YouTube and I found a lady called Charmaine Wilson. Have you ever Charmaine? No, heard I have of to Charmaine? check her out. I don't know. So Charmaine lost her daughter when she was uh, four years old, and yeah. and she really. Um, up and down roller coaster ride uh, in her life as well, and um, that kind of on top of everything just yeah. broke her. Yeah. And uh, she's actually a medium, and she was on the there was a show on TV called The One. It was like a psychic show. She actually won that, mm-hmm. uh, and so I found myself watching her videos, cool. and I ended up reading one of her books, and I went to one of her shows, and. Um, yeah, that kind of got me believing again that there is more and some of the stuff that she does, you're just like, oh, you can't make that up. So uh, then I, that sort of propelled me down my spiritual path and, um, yeah, that's still a bit of a, a process for me. But uh, I guess so that's important, really... Isn't it? Like it just shows like we can yeah. stop believing from trauma or grief because I remember I was actually um, present grandmother passed away short just shortly afterwards we arrived and I remember that feeling where I felt like like her essence was still around but then I remember the feeling when it just it just wasn't and it was a really scary feeling to I couldn't really be in the room anymore even though she was there and it was her body so that like when we first arrived I still almost felt a little bit of life force in her and it felt her but then there was just this yeah. moment where it's almost like it just it just all, you know, you, you can tell when life force comes into the body, apparently, you know, people that deliver babies, they talk about it. And then there's life force that leaves the body and it's a profound difference. But it doesn't oh, mean that it doesn't go somewhere else. Like you just yeah. can't feel it right now. And maybe that's meant to be that, you know, you're not supposed to feel it, but it's not to say that you might not, you know, you might dream about him. You yeah. might feel his presence. I mean, really he's everywhere now yeah everything and we don't understand as humans what that even we can't wrap our brains around what that even means except but belief is so important I'm so glad you found I agree yeah I was Um, just gonna say sorry it cut out a little bit there I was just gonna say one of the things that Charmaine talks about is um spirit animals and this is the part that I was saying yeah it's gonna sound a little bit silly but all of a the sudden there was this every time, every time I had a thought about dad, there was this little black willy wagtail and it just was everywhere after that. And it's, it's still here today. Like it has not left since. So that's oh my gosh. thing. That's, yeah. It sounds crazy, but no, I mean, it, it gives me peace and I'm like, he's here. No, that's doesn't. him. That willy wagtail. <laughs> is that it? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, cool. No, do you, I get this story on the the, the uh, after the wake from our grandmother's um, wake. Uh, we went into the back garden at home um, in the suburbs of Melbourne, and um, Mama's um, 
favorite animal was an owl. And so an owl just rocked up on the fence, hoot, hoot, looking at us. And we're just like, what is an owl doing in Glen Iris? And it was the spirit animal. And, and I swear to God, I believe that. And every time I see an owl, I just think, I mean, it's rare that you see an owl, but yeah, yeah, like it just rocked up there that night and I felt like it was her presence. And I actually hear a lot of people saying, you know, there's an animal that just rocks up and, you know, you feel like it's them. So it's not ridiculous at all. Yeah. But I tell you another really cool story about the the willy wagtail. Yeah. I had my brother, he doesn't know this. I, he would just think I'm nuts if I was to tell him this story, but uh, I was over in the shed. So we've got a shed not far from our house here. And my eldest brother had my youngest boy and they were over in the sandpit at the house. And I looked over and they're both looking up and I've looked out and up and they were looking at, both of them were looking at the Willy Wagtail sitting on the power line. And I was like, Aww. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Like they noticing yeah. it too. So Aww. that was a really nice moment for me. I love that. That's and that was a long time after dad's passing. Mm. No, yeah. you obviously noticed it for a reason. So tell me, how is your life better now having gone through what you've gone through? You've actually probably touched on that already, but if there was like a roundup thought about that. Sure. I guess now I have purpose, I suppose, is the best way to sum it up. Like, um, Beautiful. you know, I'm just wanting to continue to grow. And I, I like starting my business for me was a big thing because now, um, well, that all sort of came about talking to a girlfriend. Her, she has a little boy with a few developmental delays and we're talking on the phone one day and she mentioned about how there's no support for families like hers out in the bush and um, so much information online that she didn't really know where to start with it all and I knew that gut health addressing that for her son would mean that he could reach his full potential and so that sort of propelled me to start the business and and that side of things and just through doing that and realizing you know I I just want to serve people I just want to help people and um yeah, and that has all come about from dad passing and me wanting to make a difference in not just my boys' lives, but lives of other people as well. So I suppose oh, that purpose so is... so beautiful. I love that yeah. so much. And that's what I love about that gut feeling is um, I understand where you're coming from, where you've gone through pain, you've gone through, you know, a difficult time and you, you're so passionate about the information you've researched and you see how it can truly help. And then you, you sympathize with people that are going through that beginning stage and they're very stressed and it's hard to do that research for yourself. And that's what Ben Like Bamboo is all about. And that's what gut feeling is all about. And that's why I love what you do. Like, I really relate to that. I think you're yeah. doing such a wonderful thing and you are making a huge difference. Thank you. And likewise. Oh, thanks. Lovely. So do you have any final juicy tips um, to help other people out there that might be going through something in their lives? They're not really believing they can overcome it, but, you know, helping them, Mm. you know, believe again. Yeah, sure. So I think like I've mentioned earlier, just make that decision, make that decision that you want more and, uh, you know, know that it's going to be, it could, I've got a fly flying around me, could be um, a bit of a journey for you. But uh, I think another one is to know your why, like, why is it that you're wanting yes. to 
is it to, for your babies? Is it for yourself so you can feel great again, you know? And because it is a journey and, and the wheels are going to fall off every now and then. So it's important that we always bring ourselves back to that why and um, hold strong in that. Uh, the other thing is to be open-minded uh, and curious, you know, I, I think curiosity is a huge thing because there's so much out there and what works for one person isn't going to work for you. Uh, I know a lot of the stuff when I was, especially, you know, the Charmaine Wilson thing, you know, that wasn't something that I was very open to, to begin with. I was like, oh, it's a little bit woo woo, uh, but it has helped me so beyond much. measure. Like, and if you had spoken to other people about Absolutely. it, they might have gone, oh, my God, what are you doing? And if you had to listen to them. So yeah. exactly. Something's come into your life. It's not generic. It's sometimes a little bit of left to center. But if you really yeah, let go of how things need mm. to be, it can be such a gift, these random things that come into our lives. And it helps you specifically. It's for a reason. And then you take that gift and it's transformative. Yeah, I'm a big believer in um, looking at all of the facts too, you know, like yeah. someone offers something, look into it and then make a decision rather than brushing it off and going, oh, no, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, just have that curiosity and that open-mindedness to do a little bit of research and dig a bit deeper. So. Well, they're the best tips. I, I love that, Tony. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This is such important information. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, you're welcome. I really enjoyed myself and uh, I just hope that someone can get something out of this, even oh, if it's will. just knowing that there's a willy wagtail out there that might be a loved, Absolutely. loved one. <laughs> Absolutely. And to, you know, and to look after our gut health, you know, it's so important. I know it took me many years to nail mine. And when I did it really, I started to absorb my nutrients. Um, I could, MS symptoms started to subside more and more because my body was able to take in the nutrients better and well, it changed my life. Like I, I, I think I really support what you do. And I think that we're getting more and more research around this. And it's great to have people like you that are spreading that information. So well done. Yeah. Thank you. And on that too, I think it's really important that people know to reach out for support. Uh, like my girlfriend said to me, there's so much information online. You don't know where to start. It's mm -hmm. really handy to reach out to someone uh, like yourself or myself and yeah. just get that starting point so you can get pointed in the right direction and um, have that support behind you yeah. to get from A to B. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Otherwise, you know, it, yeah. yeah. Knowledge is power. Well, anybody, if you want to check out Tony's work um, and That Gut Feeling, she's on Facebook, That Gut Feeling AU. Also Instagram. And also Instagram. And so uh, all the notes will be in the show notes. Tony, thank you again for coming on the show today. That's okay. Thank you for having me. No worries, everybody. No matter what you are going through, you can overcome it. Um, I'll see you next time.